0: Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. Watch Chop Retrofit. Sean, we got to talk about Stephen.
1: Yes, we do. Stephen has. Misbehaved,
0: A fucking disappointment to us all.
1: Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast <laughs> and a pop culture adjacent podcast. And today we're going to be talking about multiverse movies, specifically Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Right? Right. So I'm your host, Brubha Sean, and I'm joined... As always, by my co-host, Chelsea the Regulator. Hi. Hi. How you been?
0: Well, you know, watching shitty fucking movies.
1: Well, that's what we do here. Some of them are great and some of them are tire fires and all points in between. Maybe (laughs) in another universe, this is a good movie.
0: Um, I don't want to exist in that universe.
1: Alright, so let's just dive right in We're going to yeah. talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness Released this year, 2022 uh, Directed by Sam Raimi uh, Very f- popular with the fans He's got his own cult following um, Directed uh, the Evil Dead movies As well as Army of Darkness He directed Spider-Man 1 through 3 This is the old uh, Tobey Maguire films mm-hmm. and Of course, the third one was the one that kind of drove him away From superhero movies altogether and uh, he was invited back. I think his agent kind of encouraged him to jump back in on this. And it was the the subject matter of Doctor Strange that intrigued him enough to throw his hat back in the ring of the superhero films, superhero films. And uh, one of my favorite movies of his was Drag Me to Hell.
0: I haven't seen this, but I've seen like bits and pieces of it. Yeah. I, and I, I know the story.
1: Yeah. I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, Of course, it stars Benedict Cumberbatch doing his questionable American accents. It bothers me, but it doesn't seem to bother a lot of people. Okay,
0: for me, he's a doctor and he's a fucking snob and his accent comes off so pretentious. I think it's perfect. Okay,
1: fair enough. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch slash Wanda Maximoff. We love her. And then Benedict Wong, the uh, the sidekick uh, to the Sorcerer Supreme. I guess he's the Sorcerer Supreme yeah. now because of some uh, misdeeds by uh, Doctor Strange. And then uh, we're introduced to the character uh, America Chavez, played by Sochil Gomez. Sochil Gomez. I looked it up. And then, of course, Rachel McAdams. Mm-hmm. The love of his life.
0: Mm-hmm. They made her look fucking stupid in this movie, too. You think?
1: I, I mean, do. Well, she was smart and... Uh, well, she's smart in all of them. She's a doctor, but in the uh, the alternate world that they spend way too much time in... Yeah. Um, she's kind of a, a, a big shot with their little foundation that kind of keeps a lid on all of the incursions, as they call them.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I didn't like her. Yeah? there There wasn't anything endearing. It felt really fake. Didn't really feel like... I don't know. It just didn't seem like a natural role for her in any fucking capacity whatsoever. I don't know.
1: All right. Well, we'll come back to that in a sec. Um, So we're also going to talk about uh, another release from this year by our favorite uh, group, A24. Hell yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Um,
0: Fucking amazing.
1: Directed by Daniels, as they are known. (laughs) It's Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. These two were the uh, directors of the film Swiss Army Man. I don't
0: know if I've seen that. You haven't
1: seen that? I, I don't I, think so. I have not seen it either. I know uh, Travis Cito is a big fan of that film. Okay. That, that film. Um, and I believe Daniel Scheinert directed uh, Death of Dick Long, which I, I thought was pretty decent. I not uh, that. The two of them have also written and directed uh, various music videos, uh, including uh, videos by Tenacious D, as well as one by The Shins. Ooh. So... So there you go. Uh, This, of course, stars uh, uh, Michelle Yeoh. uh, Love her. uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon fame, which that movie got a nod or two in this film itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Stephanie Hsu Mm -hmm. playing the daughter. Um, She's kind of newish to the scene. I mean, she's got a few films, uh, but she was in uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel, uh, Kimmy Schmidt, as well as the show The Path.
0: I don't know that one.
1: I don't know it either. I got
0: some background on her, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, so our fellow podcasters, our peers, obviously my best friends in the whole wide world, uh, Bowen Yang and Matt Rogers, host a podcast called Lost Los Culturistas, which is great. You should check it out. Um, they all went to college together with Stephanie. Like, they're all really tight, good friends. Okay. Um, kind of in that comedy world, which you can sort of see that from her a little bit in this movie, but I thought she did good.
1: Oh, yeah. I thought she was a lot of fun and very fabulous in her outfits. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah <laughs> um, Also starring the return of uh, Ki-Hu Kwan, uh, Also known as Data, Data And Short Round But uh, he took a break from acting um, He was in Encino Man And then he popped up One more time and then there was a huge gap But he's back now He
0: was so good in this
1: He's adorable
0: I love him
1: uh, Jenny Slate's also in this film
0: you're forgetting the showstopper I'm of this film. There.
1: I'm getting there, but I'll let you say it.
0: Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, out yeah. of fucking left field, fucking Oscar worthy. I know. I, I mean, not that those are important, but fuck.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, she should get consideration for a uh, best actress in a supporting role. Uh, I think that without her, this movie does not have the same resonance. She does such a fine job as playing the antagonist in some universe, mm-hmm. the best friend slash lover in other universes, I uh, thought she was really good. And then, of course, uh, James Hong playing the uh, the father, the uh, the Michelle Yeoh's father. Yes. All right. Here's a little trivia for you. How many credits does James Hong have on his IMDb page? Acting credits.
0: Thirty-seven.
1: I don't know. Four hundred and
0: fifty-four. Holy balls how do you do that do you do voice work
1: no he's just in everything uh i think he was an engineer and he said hey i kind of want to try acting and okay. so they threw him in everything uh, his best film in my opinion was uh, uh big trouble in little china
0: oh fucking great movie
1: yeah so uh he's great he's fantastic and he's really good in this playing kind of this crotchety old man but in some universes, kind of like the leader, mastermind behind the resistance kind of thing. So, yeah. A lot of fun there. So we are going to jump back and forth between both films. Yes. Much like they do in both movies with the multiverses. Get it? See?
0: Some of them do it better than others.
1: And better than <laughs> I do. Both films, I think, try to demonstrate the tethers of motherhood and yeah. the, the, the the ties of family. I believe that that's kind of the core Message in everything, everywhere, all at once. I consider it kind of like a rubber band-like relationship that you have with your parent, <laughs> where it's like, I want to be close to you, yet I want to be far away from you. And that dynamic continually shifts back and forth.
0: They did it in such... And maybe it's not unique and the listeners can tell me if I'm missing something. But to me, it felt like they've done, they've played this relationship in a really unique way. It's not like overly dramatic or like melancholy. There's not like just blatant comedy to be funny. There's not like this big thing that happened that made them separate. It's just, you know, a parent and their child just fucking getting through it.
1: Yeah. And I guess I should say, uh, spoilers. We're going to spoil. I mean, this, these, oh, yeah, two, these two films have been out for a while. Both are now available on various streaming services. And so, yeah, if you haven't seen them yet, stop listening
0: and go watch them.
1: Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, I thought that that was really well done and well played and you, you put all of the, the multiverse stuff aside, the, the, the LOL moments of, of some of the crazy universes and the interactions you've got this this daughter who at one point is a villain and at another point is is just, you know, a daughter. It, it, so it, it kind of does that back and forth thing, which is really fun and really neat.
0: Well, I think what it's doing is placing, like, it, it, you know, humans are complex things. We have different areas to our personality, different parts of a show at different times. I think the movie's trying to communicate something like that. But then on Michelle Yeoh's side, especially the one where she's, like, the actress, mm-hmm. like oh, I had kids, and now I'm never going to achieve this thing. And, I mean, that theme was played really heavily in there as well. Yeah, Um, I
1: I think a lot of those challenges we face as people, as adults, and relationships with our families, just as the title says, everything, everywhere, all at once. I mean, we're all those things at various times and in various ways, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah. On the other hand, you have Doctor Strange that takes the... uh, the strained relationship that uh, Wanda has with her children slash not her children and (sighs) simplifies it to the point where she's become obsessed. She's become obsessed with these children that she thinks she has. And this was introduced in the TV series WandaVision.
0: Great show, which
1: was a a really cool show. I enjoyed it. Some people it has its detractors naturally, but I I quite liked it, and I liked uh, a lot of what they did with the, that character, that kind of supersedes what has gone on in the comics. There there, there is some stuff with Wanda's children in the comics, uh, but I think that uh, I think in the TV series they really kind of played around with the reality of it, whether or not they're real, whether or not they were invented. And then you get into this film where there are universes where the children do exist. And of course, her jealousy and her obsession to regain these children becomes her motive for the entire film. Yeah. And that goes beyond, I guess, uh, motherly instinct. It becomes kind of crazy, right?
0: Well, but and that's kind of where they take a shit on the, the show WandaVision and just... The character of Wanda, who in that TV show had beautiful motherly instincts, just this loving, warm person, got a kick out of having her kids and, you know, they were happy and fine and then just turned her into batshit fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then, of course, where was Vision through all of this? Exactly. Obviously, Vision is now White Vision and is going to play a role somewhere along the timeline of Marvel's plans. But it just—he
0: would have been there.
1: It seems so strange that she's brought, she's strange. Yeah, um, brought into this, and there's no mention of him. There's a couple of mentions, I guess, but in terms of him as a character in the film, he's not there. He's not present, and so Wanda's motivation becomes so singular. It be- she becomes a a very a very one dimensional character in this.
0: Yeah, a fucking crazy helicopter mom, and it just it just shits on that relationship so much.
1: I agree, and I think that uh, I think they missed an opportunity.
0: Uh, they fucked up. I'm pretty sure that's what I said at the end of everything, everywhere, all at once. Marvel fucked up. <laughs> they fucked up bad. <laughs>
1: We have America Chavez in the doctor strange film. Uh, this is a new character that is introduced without any kind of real fanfare. I mean, the, they hit the ground running with her and Steven from another universe, uh, running through the multiverse, trying to get to safety. And, um, for you people who don't follow comic books, uh, she is part of the, uh, the young Avengers. And so they're kind of laying the groundwork for her and a few other characters. But, uh, In this film, she's nothing more than a MacGuffin.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: Well, a MacGuffin is just kind of like a a plot device that makes things really easy to explain and really easy to get from point A to point B. (laughs) And so she's just there as a fixture to make this wormhole into the multiverses. So... Wanda and Steven can do their little chase. But then also later in the film, she just becomes a damsel in distress tied to the railroad tracks, you know, in an old fashioned kind of film. She's just there as something for Steven to rescue.
0: I'm, I'm thinking about her character a little more and just the previous discussion about Wanda. They really, there is a real big misogynistic Tone to this movie women are emotional and crazy and can't control anything. Yeah, they need the man to show them how to do it, or you're just psycho, and that's fucked. Wow, that really just hit me now. (laughs)
1: I think you're right. Um, wow, yeah, thanks, Marvel fuckers. Yeah, so it, it does speak to kind of a comic book culture kind of thing, and that is. Well, we did put women in the comics, you know.
0: Yeah, with big boobs and slutty costumes.
1: Right, exactly. So in this film, you've got the crazy woman, and then you have the helpless
0: woman. But th- she's also sort of um, controlled by her emotions, mm-hmm. because she has this great power that she can't control. But she's mm-hmm. also an emotional female teenager. But
1: Oh, let's not forget Rachel McAdams. She just can't get her relationship straight.
0: Exactly.
1: Oh my God, this is such an insulting film for women.
0: It really is. <laughs> wow. As you were talking, I was just like, it like a ton of bricks hit me. I'm like, holy fuck.
1: Yeah, uh, that's not that's not cool. That's not cool at all. W- women. Well, and women, then on the other side, characters.
0: Everything, everywhere, all at once is such a women empowering movie.
1: Absolutely, because you've again we've talked about the mother daughter thing. Let's get into uh, Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis's relationship in all the various universes
0: yeah
1: you've got their uh directly uh opposite each other in the the beginning of the film when they're trying to solve their tax issues Mm -hmm. and she's just this grouchy irs bitch who's trying to help but michelle you know and her family won't Cooperate, and it's frustrating.
0: Well, I think it was beautiful how they introduced her because it's sort of when um, Michelle Yeoh, Evelyn's character realizes that she can travel in between universes and is so distracted that jamie lee curtis's character is kind of want 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 so you can paint a really vague picture of her you're not tied into her being this villain which was perfect because she's not in all of the universes but you bought it yeah they did that beautifully
1: yeah and then of course the universe is where their lovers uh with their hot dog fingers oh, i
0: fucking hate i can't look at those oh
1: But it was sweet.
0: It was very sweet. I just couldn't look at their hands. I don't know. It just made me feel icky.
1: Now, let's think about the hot dog fingers for a second. They actually say hot dog fingers. Yes, they do. In that universe. Yes. So does that mean they can eat their fingers? That's
0: why I didn't know and I was scared and I didn't want to look
1: do you think it has like a sexual kind of thing where they just like that was
0: the other thing that i was wondering and then i was like i don't want to know but what happens if you eat your fingers can they like regenerate it well that's what i I
1: was wondering too i was wondering about that and you know do they eat each other's fingers as kind of a sexual kind of intercourse kind of thing huh i don't know yeah lots to take in with this movie (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the uh you're right. I mean, we we have female characters with female relationships, dynamics, and at no point do you think it's kind of a um there's there's no condescension.
0: Well, yeah, because they're they're complex characters who aren't driven by being helpless or being emotional. They they certainly have those aspects to their personalities, but there's so much more. There is so much fucking more. And that's where Marvel fucked up.
1: So here's something about the Doctor Strange movie. Jumping back to it, um, it was written by Michael Waldron. Michael Waldron was the creator and chief writer of the Loki miniseries, which was great. Yeah. So and
0: I and what's her face was awesome.
1: Yeah, Lady Loki. Yeah. Whatever her name was, I'm sure somebody's screaming.
0: I know. The... I can't think of it. I know. But, but... she was great. And.
1: Um... That, in a way, deals with multiverses as well. We're talking about alternate timelines where branches take place and Mm -hmm. alternate realities are established. So this is not unfamiliar territory for Michael Waldron. So why is it so shitty? Because we, we, we jump from a few universes at the beginning of the film. We get that really neat thing where they turn into paint people which i thought was kind of cool yeah but they just kind of blip 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 and they land in their earth where oh our red lights mean green and green lights mean red and oh how clever and not clever at all. No. And then you have, of course, the uh, um, the Illuminati, where we've got the uh, Marvel paying fanserv- lip yeah. service to the fans, where we get John Krasinski, Krasinski. as uh, Mr. Fantastic. You see the return of the actor who played Black Bolt in the Inhumans well, TV series, which even, was short-lived.
0: Even with that, that, playing lip service, I'm wondering if it was like <clears throat> them kind of trolling because of how his demise comes and then like him just kind of going, fuck you fans. Like I do what I want.
1: Um, it was kind of a mix of both. Um, Kevin Feige has said that, you know, they deliberately put, Krasinski in that role because they knew the fans wanted to see him. The same thing goes for um, bringing Patrick Stewart back as Professor X in a proper Marvel movie.
0: Which is a great TikTok about that.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> if you get a chance, look up the TikTok where they turn Professor X's wheelchair into kind of like a roller coaster thing on a track. Well, it
0: looks like a skateboard like doing whatever the slides <laughs> around pretty, the ri- Oh my terrible. god it's so funny.
1: Of course we get uh, Peggy Carter as Captain Carter which yeah. I thought was cool because yeah. that was good in in the uh what if series yes. I, I really liked that it was kind of neat seeing her return but again they lingered on that universe for a long Way too long, long time and it kind of felt like the second setting for the film and then of course the third setting being the uh the 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 zombie not no it wasn't zombie strange it was the evil Evil Doctor Strange.
0: Yeah, in that weird house. Where he
1: pretty much wiped out all of reality, which I think that one echoes back to the Doctor Strange from the What If series. Um, But they
0: still did it better. Yeah, I think What If did a much better His episode was the fucking best. Yeah, because they really
1: got across the the doomed relationship being a fixed point in reality that's never going to change.
0: Just the pain and despair that consumes this man. Like, oh...
1: Well, that raises a good point. I mean, Dr. Strange, outside of finding the one solution to the whole Thanos thing, Mm -hmm. which isn't the only solution, by the way, I still think Ant-Man should have gone up his butt and grown, but um, the one that he did find, you know, outside of that solution, Dr. Strange fucks up a lot.
0: Yeah. And it makes sense in the What If cartoon because he's just this tortured soul.
1: Yeah he's selfish and his selfishness kind of uh wrecks a lot of his goals and missions and it's evident in the fact that he's no longer sorcerer supreme he broke he breaks the rules and indeed he, he, he does what he's not supposed to
0: he does and i'm sorry to keep going back to what if just cuz i loved his character in that cartoon so much um he he fucks up a lot there too but he's also humble about it and like admits his mistakes and just there's an aspect of him that is still self-serving, but also sort of trying not to fuck up and like trying to be a better person. You yeah. get that a little bit, but yeah. here he's just—it's uh, me. It's the me show. Takes a shit on his character too, because he's been great in all the other Marvel movies,
1: right? And yeah, it's just um, this was just a disappointment for me. Mm-hmm. I, I was very disappointed. I was looking forward to it. The the premise I thought was was great. Yeah. And unfortunately for me, I think Sam Raimi was a mismatch as director for this film. I really did not like Sam Raimi, um, asserting his cartoonish demons and his herky jerky, uh, undead, which is kind of a a stamp that goes across a lot of his films. Also a lot of jump scares that I didn't think were necessary in a superhero flick. Mm -hmm. Um, all the way down to the third eye that Dr. Strange gets. It looks dorky. It, it's like when it opens, it always pops open. It doesn't open like a real eye and it just, it just looks bizarre. And I I just, I don't know. I, I felt like Sam Raimi was, was trying to flex Sam Raimi. Versus making well, a good Doctor Strange movie,
0: and that that comes across because they one of the biggest reasons people gravitate towards these movies is, and especially for you know people our age, it makes you feel like a kid. Like mm-hmm. there, there's a wonder that's sort of sparked in you, and you you get giddy and you're excited. It's it's and it's totally lost in this film. I never had that feeling.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I also I, I think that to my point about you know Sam Raimi. Being Sam Raimi. Yeah. You know, including Bruce Campbell in the film, um, his stupid car that has to be a cameo in all of his films. I just, I felt like he was puffing up his chest more than taking a back seat to the material. Yeah. And that, detracts i think from the overall uh quality of the film
0: it doesn't it doesn't fit with any other film here yeah i it's think total
1: outlier i just think he could have been the bigger man and just made a good as as good of a movie as he could have and save all of those gimmicks and tricks for another film outside of this marvel universe yeah that to me that you know, i'll shut up that's my thing I, oh I, was... I
0: agree with you thousand percent
1: but back to everything, everywhere, all at once. The better movie. The better movie, decidedly. Um and if you disagree, tell us why. But uh
0: You're wrong, but okay. <laughs>
1: Red Letter Media did their uh, review of the film. And mm-hmm. uh, I think overall they liked it. Uh, they felt it was a little bloated at two hours and 20 minutes.
0: It's like, yeah, two hours, 19.
1: And, you know, they said it, it could have benefited from another round of editing, which you could say that about practically any film. Um, everything could be, you know, tightened down if given infinite time to work on a project. But in this case, um, you know, we, we have the pro- the product that is in front of us. Um I felt that despite the length it moved along very quickly.
0: Yeah, it didn't feel like I it was two hours. Well, almost two and a half hours. Didn't feel like that at all.
1: Yeah. I think towards the very, very end, I think it kind of dragged a little bit because we kind of could see the resolution and how it was going to work itself out towards the end. Mm -hmm. And so you're waiting for that finish line to get there. But that's a minor, minor grind.
0: I, I like how they tied the ribbon up in every single ridiculous universe. And then you were just like, okay, now they're kind of, they've centered themselves again.
1: Going back to directorial choices um, you know, all the gripes I have about Sam Raimi in this film, I, I thought that the, the choices in direction were, were brilliant. My favorite part, and it's such a small detail was when at the beginning of the film, when Michelle was becoming, um, familiar with the the multiverses and this this fracturing of realities and they started you know yeah at one point it kind of pops like a like a glass breaking and it does so while she's talking in chinese and the subtitles break along Mm -hmm. with the picture and i thought that was such a great touch to pull me the viewer into this as well It could have the lazy thing would have just been to have the subtitle right on top of that footage. But instead, they incorporated it directly into what was happening and made me feel a part of it. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Again, costuming. I thought that the daughter's costumes were freaking fantastic.
0: And then at the end, when they start like jumping ferociously, is that how you say it? feverishly when they jump a lot between the universes and her costumes are just like this meld of all of the things that she's been wearing. I thought that was cool too.
1: It's really super cool. We didn't mention the girlfriend when we were talking about the cast. I'm not sure about the actress's name. I thought she was fine.
0: Yeah, she was cute. I kind
1: of felt, I kind of felt bad for her because well, not bad, I guess sympathetic for her because she was kind of uh, uh, pushed to the side a little bit because of the acceptance factor in their family And uh, eventually, of course, that comes full circle, but she was good. She was quite good. And the only gripe I think I have about this movie, and it was a small one that was rectified by the second half of the film i felt it was a little matrix feeling in the first half when they're introducing the uh the multiverses and the people in the the computers, the computers in the van you know yeah you're downloading uh uploading skills and things like that through the universes and mapping it out that had a very matrix kind of feel to me and uh i i Got over it because it became obvious as we moved into the second act that that was just one reality that they were showing us. And then it kind of made sense because, of course, there's going to be a matrix reality. Yeah. And of course, there's going to be the rocks
0: (laughs) and the pinatas i love the rocks the rocks are my favorite
1: um so so yeah i thought that was kind of neat and it it, so i got over it Uh, at first i was kind of put off by it but then it made sense
0: it's funny you mentioned that because as i'm watching dr strange all i can see is inception and they did it better sorry not sorry
1: that's the way i felt about the first dr strange
0: i really feel it in this one a lot it just it looks so similar it looks so similar they just copied Yeah, anyways, I think they stole a lot of shit from Inception, and Inception did it better.
1: Well, that's fair. You know who else did multiverses better? Who? (laughs) Uh, Rick and Morty, which... uh, Yeah. Incidentally, Michael Waldron from Doctor Strange wrote an episode of Rick and Morty. So why didn't you learn more from that? Um, I think Rick and Morty does multiversal travel and multiversal uh, identity better than anybody. And it's a fucking cartoon. It's a kid's, well, not kids. I guess it's more of an adult comedy, you know, even down to the council of Rick's mm-hmm. that's like the Illuminati, yeah. but better. And, you know, they've done such a good job with their multiverses at this point in the show. You don't know which Rick and Morty we're watching. I mean, they have pulled so many switcheroos you don't know if this is the same one we started with, right? So, uh,
0: I was going to say another cartoon that's done it better is Family Guy. In yeah. the few episodes where Brian and Stewie travel between these universes with whatever device, they do a better job of handling this than fucking Doctor Strange.
1: So, uh, Marvel dropped the ball, and fucking
0: th- huge. Well,
1: and, and that's the thing is that I think in their overall efforts to build their giant Marvel machine. Mm-hmm. we're in part phase four or whatever the hell they're calling it now and making it family friendly and accessible to children, which I get it because it's a business and that's how you plant the seed and that's how you sell toys and all
0: that shit. But you could still do it better. Yes.
1: You can still be better. Marvel be best. But, uh, but seriously, I, I think that they, they did, uh, the fans of the comics a disservice. Mm-hmm. I think they did intelligent audiences a disservice uh, because some of the Marvel movies are good. Some of the Marvel movies are oh, really in, good, are intelligent and very well done. This one, I think that they just kind of uh, fumbled
0: it, Yeah, it felt like a phone in for sure. Like we need to have th- like a placeholder. We need to have this thing pushed out so we don't become irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was shitty. I hated it.
1: Well, you haven't seen Thor Love and Thunder yet.
0: I don't really want to watch it. So, you talk- Oh, I love Thor.
1: Talk about dropping the ball.
0: Well, that's a casting problem.
1: Yeah, they're kind of stuck with that. Um, we'll save that for another episode. Yeah,
0: they fucked up there too.
1: Anyway. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. is shit. And everything, everywhere, all at once.
0: Is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me.
1: Uh, it's good.
0: It's it's wonderful
1: It's really fun I want
0: to go back and watch it And like dive into some of these things That we were talking about yeah, That I, I didn't even think about before
1: Yeah And I want to go frame by frame Through all of those changes There was uh, We were talking with a friend of ours About the, uh, the lighting on this film when they were kind of traveling and realizing and things were happening and just a clever use of lighting yeah, and just kind of swirling it around the actor's face in various directions. It's
0: so subtle, but so fucking effective. Yeah.
1: So there's some, there's some great low budget, excellent directing choices that didn't cost a bazillion dollars and a, you know, 300 person team of special effects artists to pull off.
0: Well, the, the The one thing that I don't think we touched on that we were talking about was this aspect of show me, don't tell me. Oh, yeah. And every, every, Everything.
1: everything, everywhere, all at
0: once does a really great job of showing you things and not over explaining them and letting the audience use their fucking brains to draw their own conclusions Where Doctor Strange, they show you Inception rip-offs and then tell you about it in painstaking detail. And it's like, what the fuck? I am not five.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of exposition uh, in the film and a lot of monologuing that just... Yeah, we get it. And that's kind of what I was saying earlier about we've been introduced to the multiverses before yes. in and in a lot of other Marvel properties. So you don't have to explain it to us because you, no. chances are if you're paying money to go see Doctor Strange, it's not your first rodeo when it comes to a Marvel film. So you're probably going to be somewhat aware. And even if you aren't, Google it. Right. <laughs> or
0: you can Bing it. You can ask Jeeves.
1: You can Google it. John Gooch. so that's it that's that's the that's our that's our gripe that's our beef with marvel it's the rant is over it's done we can we can breathe freely and uh, we can tell all of our friends to watch everything everywhere all at once
0: please check it out and um talked about the podcast earlier lost culturistas um they have an episode with michelle yo on there and it is just fucking delightful it is so sweet everybody should check it out they have this segment called "I Don't Think So, Honey," where they take a minute to rant about things that they don't like, and they get really heated and passionate. And she matches their energy, and it is so funny and so sweet. It's, it's brilliant.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah. Um. You see anything good lately? No. No.
0: Just that everything, okay. everything, everywhere, all at once.
1: Well, I'm still keeping up with the movie marathon. I'm not. I've. Uh, I'm getting ready for uh, uh, our Halloween month it's closer than you think
0: die. No, it's the greatest month in the world.
1: So, uh, we're, we're kind of working on a, a new format as we are with the rest of the show. I'm trying to get a special guest for an interview to talk about a certain genre of horror films. Mm-hmm. And we'll kind of do that as a interview standalone episode, and then we'll follow it up with a, uh, a group discussion type episode, um, and and we'll have a lot of fun with that. So just doing some preparation for that this week, laying some groundwork with a special guest who I don't know yet. I know of this person, but they yeah. don't know me. So anyway, we'll see. Fingers if that works crossed. Out. Yeah, fingers crossed. You know, nothing's happening in the world. There is no uh, there's no resurgence of COVID. Thank goodness we all wore our masks and we all got vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> it's back, baby. It's yeah. back. Get ready. And then uh, January 6th hearings.
0: Ugh. We all know what happened there.
1: This is not a political podcast.
0: It's really not. We know what happened there. Listen, if you guys have ideas, episodes, you want us to explore something, add us at all the all the things. You got any plugs? No, I really don't have any plugs. Oh, I found one. Um, my tie-dyed shirt. Yeah. It's really cool.
1: You're going to plug home homemade uh, tie-dyed shirts?
0: Yeah, just mine though
1: just yours yeah just mine all right so uh, are we gonna post that on instagram or something
0: we we can maybe
1: okay so chelsea wants you to uh admire admire
0: and give me all the praise (laughs) all
1: right well then uh this is gonna be a short episode and that's okay that is okay not all of them are marathons not all of them are long we said what we had to say we did all right well that's it that's our show um if you want to reach us, if you want to check us out, we're on all the social medias as Cinema Chop Shop, except for YouTube, which we are Cinema Chop Shop Podcast. Woo! So, uh, consume all that media, like it, subscribe, tell your friends about it, as maybe one day we'll get monetized, who knows, uh, in another universe.
0: We're the pop, the most popular podcast. Yeah, yeah
1: I mean, you got to see Earth 703. I mean, <laughs> we have the biggest, best podcast in the world. And um, the Cinema Chop Shop is a giant mansion on a high on a hill overlooking the ocean. And we're going to go swim in the ocean after we're done with this episode. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just the way it is in that universe. Meanwhile, we're stuck inside the garage and uh, we're going to go about our humdrum dull day. So there you have it. All right, (laughs) folks, that's it. We're done. And uh, please remember to... Watch Watch Chop chop retrofit Retrofit and eat your hot dog fingers.
0: Oh, God.